happy Friday and welcome back to this week's episode of Bees and Blessing. I'm glad that you're here. Um, You know what? This is my new recording spot right outside the Taekwondo studio. I just dropped my son off and um, have had a really great day, actually. I hope you're having a really, whatever day you're listening to this on, I hope that you're having a great day. And if not, remember, every minute is a chance to start over. Um, But as you can see from today's episode title, I want to talk to you about how to help a struggling reader. Um, And I am, I I homeschool two kids, third grade and fifth grade. My daughter's in third grade. My son is in fifth grade. And he has always struggled just a little bit in reading. And I'm not going to make this whole episode about his struggles or anything like that um, because he is getting better every year. Uh, But for some people, reading is just like they don't want to do it like they don't like it and I I grew up in a house of readers my mom was a reader my sister and I were readers when we were younger and part of that was um I'm not even sure if I've shared this on the podcast but my mom was and is a minimalist and so a lot of the things that we did revolved around free activities or things that didn't take up a lot of space. And books don't take up a lot of space, especially if you get them from the library. And my mom and I and my sister, we were regulars at the library. We did all of the summer reading programs. We checked out books, you know, by the basket full. And we... Oh, somebody's outside my car talking. Um, that's okay. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> um, we we just did everything that we could at the library. We did other classes and different things. And I do the same thing with my kids. Um, I am a big reader. I set a reading goal every year. And my husband's a really big reader. And my daughter's a big reader. But my son has never really been, um, you know, much of a reader. Um, and you know, and that's okay. And I I feel like everyone, I feel like that's just what people do is read. But when I go anywhere, like when I go into the Taekwondo studio in a little bit, I have a book to read. But if you look around, nobody else is reading a book, like pretty much like every chair is filled, but everybody's on their phone or they're watching their child do their class. But I just, it just seems odd to me when people don't read or don't like to read. And so when my son comes along and he's like, he doesn't like to read. I'm like, what in the world? Reading's the best. Like you can escape the world and there's so many different genres and all that. And so, um, you know, I, I had to really, once we started homeschooling, I had to really find some ways to get him a little bit more engaged in reading and, and help, help to encourage him um, in his reading and not to get so frustrated with it. Because for a lot of struggling readers, um, it, it's, it's weird because, you know, they don't like to read. And one of the only things that helps you be able to read better is to read, but you don't want to do that. And so we we do have a lot of really cool um, options nowadays for, for maybe someone who reading, it just isn't their jam. And so I want to share a couple of ways that I've been able to encourage my son in his reading journey. And even my daughter too, she, she loves to read as well, but I, they do a lot of things together because they're close in age. And one way that we read really encouraged um, him to start reading more was um, letting him pick whatever books he wanted. And sometimes like he would pick books that were, you know, a little bit lower than his reading level, you know, whatever that means. But if he enjoyed it, I don't care. Like you can pick it up and read it. And so there's these books, um, these they're they're called fly guy books. And 
it's like this boy and a little fly. He has a pet fly named, um, the boy's name is Buzz and his fly is called Fly Guy. And they just, they do different things. And, and honestly, like, you know, they, they have chapters, but I'm like, these really don't even count as chapters, but he enjoys reading them. So I let him read those. And I don't like try to, um, and I don't try to force him like, oh, well, why don't you read this instead? If it's something that they're not interested in, it's going to push them further away from reading. So I really just try to focus on finding things that he likes to read. Um, the other day, and I, I'm surprised I didn't write this in my journal, but <laughs> he was like, mom, I found these Roblox books. He he likes the video game or like the online gaming Roblox. He's like, it's called Diary of a Roblox Pro and I really want it. And I was like, get in the car. We're going to Barnes and Noble right now. And we went over there. We bought both of the books that they had out and he started reading them and he's been reading them the past couple of weeks. And so, you know, just even if it's something that you wouldn't be super interested in, or you want them to lean more towards, I know people want their kids to read like the classics and all these different things. If they don't like them, they're not going to enjoy reading. And so just find something that they're interested in, find something that they could get um, really make reading exciting for them. Um, so that's one thing that I would suggest. I also um, think that having some sort of incentive is always great. And and you choose what it would be. Um, I remember one year, and y'all don't judge me. I remember one year we told them, and this was for my son, like, we will pay you $5 a book. Like the book has to be approved. Like you can, and there was 20, 20 dots on their card. So I made them a card with their name on it. Like, you know, I was so extra. I did all this stuff. And so we would hole punch every time they got a book read. And so, well, in the matter of like a week or two, my daughter had read like 12 books and we were like, okay, I'm not taking her to the library anymore. <laughs> and and my son, like, again, he's not a, a big reader, but he was excited about the, the idea of getting a hundred dollars. Um, this was maybe three years ago. Um, he's still working on his, on his hole punches, but, um, we said when they filled it up, filled it up, we would give him a hundred bucks. And so she got her hundred dollars, but he's still working on it. But whatever you choose, whichever way, um, you find appropriate or will work for you to incentivize your child to read, try that. You know, it could be something as simple as like, you know, if you read for 15 minutes a day, Monday through Friday, you know, you check off this box, I will take you to the Dollar Tree to pick something out. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. It doesn't even necessarily have to be, you know, something that you purchase. You could just say, hey, you know, if you read these, you know, 15 minutes a day for five days, we will have a huge family movie night on Friday. So you decide what it would be something and you know what your kid likes, like, you know, maybe they um, they've really been looking forward to seeing a movie at the theater or whatever it is, but you can, you can decide what you want that, that prize or reward to be. And that, that really does help as well. Um, another thing that has really helped my son, um, with, with reading is audiobooks. And I listen to audiobooks as well. When I'm out running, I like, or on the treadmill, I like to listen to audiobooks. It makes the time go by faster, but it doesn't like mess my pace up because <laughs> sometimes music will go fast and I start running too fast. Um, or slow, and I start running too slow. But I would say to um, to try out audiobooks. My husband and son read, read Call of the Wild, um, I think two years ago together, and they used the audiobook, and they followed along in the book, and then once the book was done, we did a family movie night, and we watched the movie of Call of the Wild, and my son was really excited 
because he was like, oh, that's that character, but they changed his name or whatever it was. So um, audiobooks have really been great for us. We listen to audiobooks sometimes um, in the car or we'll listen to them on the in the beginning of school, maybe when they're coloring or doing something. We'll, we were listening to the Boxcar Children and they really like that series. But if my son can listen to stuff, he's fine. Like he loves listening to books. And so whether you're listening to a book or actually reading a physical book, I feel like it's the same thing. I know that I guess research shows that you don't retain as much when you're listening. But for my son, like he retains it all. Like he's a really good listener. Um, And so that's a really good option. And in some of his books, actually, and some people would probably say, oh, that's too much. You're doing too much. You're, you know, you're, you're not really setting him up for success. But um, and I don't do it all the time, but like in his language books, sometimes he'll have a story to read. Like he had to read the story of Robin Hood and it had a lot of old English. And I knew like, he's going to read this story and he is not going to remember anything he read. And when I ask him or he has to answer questions, he's just going to be looking off into space. Like, I don't know. And so I, I sometimes will take the time if he has long chunks of reading in his language book, um, I will record myself reading them so that he can follow along because a lot of times um, readers who are struggling like and and this is you know assuming there's nothing underlying like dyslexia or any learning disabilities or anything like that but a lot of times um, what holds a lot of people back from getting better in their reading is like simple things like pronunciation so because they can't pronunciate two or three words in a sentence they don't even understand what the sentence is about And so um, I will read what's in his book. I'll read it into my phone. And then when it's time for him to do that work, he'll go put in, you know, some headphones, go listen on my phone and follow along. And since we've been doing that, it's it's very, very helpful for him. And it really helps him retain the information. If he needs to go back and review, it's still recorded on my phone so he can listen to it again. Um, And and I'm the type of um, educator where I feel like you just do what's necessary. If... um, if your child is struggling in math and they're not ready to move on to division, but their book says they're supposed to be in division, I say, hold off, like keep working with multiplication or whatever they need to do until they are ready to move on to that other, to the next part. And for right now, I mean, this won't be forever a lot, you know, I will read his stuff ahead of time and it's really been helpful. Sometimes though, if it's a shorter, maybe it's a page of reading, I will number the paragraphs for him and have him read one paragraph and then come tell me what you read. You know, all right, now go read the second paragraph. Now come back and tell me what you read. And just breaking it up in those chunks helps it to seem not, it's not as overwhelming for him. And again, like, you know, for my daughter, I don't have to do that. She really, really enjoys reading. But for my son, I I want to encourage him to become a better reader. And I don't want to just kind of throw him out in the water and say, okay, figure it out yourself. Because that was that's what was happening when he was in school. It was like, okay, read, go read with your partner, but his reading wasn't improving. And so I have found that by either recording something for him to listen to or by breaking it into chunks, it's really helping his reading uh, progress. And um, so, yeah, that those are a couple of things that have really worked for us. Um, the only other thing I could probably suggest is just continue to encourage them to read, continue to, uh, it could be the smallest things, you know, sometimes I'll find something on, um, we get the highlights magazines and my daughter really, really likes those. And my son, he likes them well enough, but sometimes there'll be something in there. And I'm like, Hey, 
you know, read this, you know, you, you finished this early, read this paragraph. I thought this was cool. They're talking about how to, how different ways that people build paper airplanes or whatever it is. And so just encourage reading in any way that you can. We read in the stores, like, you know, we'll be in Home Depot and they like, I'll, I'll find a word that they don't know. And I'll say, okay, try to, try to read that. And, and it's just a game and it's fun, but we do that a lot in the stores. So I just try to make reading fun. I try to encourage reading and, and just, and make sure that it's not forced. You know, it reading is required, but it doesn't have to be forced. And there is a difference. And so, um, Oh, you know what? One of the best tips is just reading aloud together as a family. And we do that a lot. We went through a series. It's like 10 books and we read aloud together. I'll sit in the middle and the kids are following along. They can see the book. And sometimes I'll ask the other one to read. I'll ask the other one to read another paragraph. So read aloud also helps a lot as well. Um, but I do think that, you know, just not everybody's a reader and that's okay. The whole point is just to make sure that, you know, we're equipping our kids to be able to read and comprehend what they're reading. You know, not everybody wants to read nonfiction or fiction or biography and and that's okay. They don't have to, but as long as they can read for understanding, that's the goal and that's what we're working towards. So I hope that this episode was encouraging to you. And I hope that it lets you know that if you do have a struggling reader, like it gets better and it gets easier. Um, now even my son helps my daughter with some things as she comes across words that she can't pronounce. And so just continue to work, continue to encourage and continue to learn together and everything's going to work out okay. So I hope you enjoyed this episode um, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to Bees and Blessing. You can read more inspiration and join the email list at beesandblessing.family.blog. And don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, leave a rating and a review to help others find the podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can click the link in the description to choose a one-time or recurring option. Thank you so much again for being here. And remember, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. You are enough.